Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Well, Celebration's 46 days away, Arnie. Do you have your ticket for the Star Wars Action News Yak Face Party? Yes, I do, Marjorie. I don't know if we're going to let you in. We let anybody in. That's true. We're all inclusive. Well, not anybody. (laughs) We do ask that you've showered. At least that day. Yeah, that day. Not like right before the party, but sometime that day. It's the first day of the con. You know, everyone will be smelling April fresh. Yeah, it's Sunday that people get ranked. (laughs) Yeah. But we've got the party going on. If you haven't gotten your ticket as of this recording, you need to get out and get it because there are only 10 left as we record this. I can't guarantee that's going to be how many are out when you're listening to this. And there may be a couple cancellations. We don't know. But at this point... Well, there's no refunds if you cancel, unfortunately. True. I guess by cancellation, I mean people who say they're ordering tickets and don't pay. Yeah. So if a couple of people who currently have tickets, you only get a few days to pay. And then I start sending some emails saying, hey, uh, we're going to sell these tickets to somebody else. So but there's about 10 tickets left right now. So go get yours. This is as we record. The show comes out a day or two after we record. So if there's any tickets left when you're hearing this, hurry and get yours, because we're going to be talking about a lot of things that have been announced for celebration. And I'm really thinking our party is going to be the best part. You do not want to miss it. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have lots of fun. We've got some special guests. We've got prizes. We've got... Booze. We are going to have (laughs) booze. Cash bar equals fun. Well, and, you know, nice to, to sit back and chill. We're gonna. It's a very casual. You don't have to dress up or anything. You can come in what you wore to the con. Preferably gonna, costumes. Oh, yeah, you can wear a costume if you want. We're going to have some nice loungy areas. We're going to have some tables set up. We're going to have lots of fun. So just a place to kick back, nothing fancy, We're not going to have, have a good time. We're not going to have an area for people to fight with FX lightsabers. No, because that would be dangerous. I've seen some of those. I remember Master Replicas back when they were still in business had a FX dueling area. And they had that at Wizard World, too. And no, we're not going to have an arena. No, But we'll have some other fun stuff to do, so you definitely want to check it out. And it's kid-friendly, so you'll be able to bring your kids. We have child-sized yeah, shirts. and I'm actually going to make up little special things for the little kids. So that'll be a lot of fun. They'll, they'll have stuff to do. It's not going to just be they're tagging along with mom and dad to the party. And the shirt 
design is almost final and it is looking really cool. Kevin Graham, really just awesome art. You can check out some of his art at his website. We'll have a link to it from our homepage. But he has blown me away with what he's done. I have so many. Yeah, very cool. I have people emailing saying, can I get a shirt only? No, we're not shipping the shirt. You got to come to the party. You pick up Mm -hmm. the shirt at the party and you're going to be wearing that shirt all weekend yeah well hopefully not all weekend hopefully you'll change it well it's a great (laughs) way to meet people too when you see other people wearing the shirt you know you're at the party you got something to talk about a lot of people are coming alone just because you know family members don't care that much about star wars or they wouldn't have fun money issues whatever this is a great way to meet people and you're going to get a a badge with your forum name from yak face or star wars action news on it so you'll instantly have a hey i know you i i love that post you did about Marjorie's love for Jar Jar because it's awesome and more people should love Jar Jar. And you don't have to be a forum member to come. No. I've had a couple of people ask that. No, you don't. If you don't, we'll just put your real name on the badge so people can come up and say, hi, Dave or Steve or Eduardo or whatever your name is that we'll say on the badge. Dieter, whatever. It's, it's okay. And it's an international party. We have quite a few listeners coming from Europe. Right. We International is truly – I'm can just say I'm surprised by all the different countries whose domains are showing up. And besides us, there's also going to be other members of the Star Wars Action News team there. You're going to meet Steve, the Ginger Prince. Jerry will be there. Darth Bounty, who does the vintage segment on our show and as well as Republic Forces Radio Network. Jen and Dan from Republic Forces are going to be there. Lots of cool people to meet and greet, so it's going to be a good time. So you can put a face With a voice, which is like a big thing. Now, we'd been talking on the show for several weeks that we might have something going on Wednesday night, and we do. Heroes Landing in Claremont, Florida, right outside of Orlando, is going to be hosting a trivia night on Wednesday before the con, and it's going to be for charity with a 50-50 split between the trivia team and the money going to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And it'll be a lot of fun. If you haven't been to a trivia night, this is a great way to flex your Star Wars trivia muscles and kind of break it in easy on something you know about. We've been to a trivia night before, and they ask such a wide range of questions. We actually came in fourth, which is surprising. But we had we stocked our team with a motley group of people that knew variety of things. And, of course, there will be a no cell phone lookup rule. Oh, yes. There will be no Googling on your iPhones, kids, or on your Blackberries, or if you've got a droid. It's a $10 buy, and, again, money goes to Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and it's going to be a 50-50 split. If You don't have to come with a team. We'll form you into teams. It's a limited number of seats. It's only going to be able to hold about 30 people, so you may want to get there early. It starts at 7 p.m. Their address is 12348 Roper Boulevard, Claremont, Florida. And I want to thank Todd and Stu for asking us to come and MC the night. That's going to be our participation as Marjorie and I will be doing the MCing, asking the trivia questions and keeping the score. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Arnie loves to talk and this is where he gets to be MC Arnie. And maybe he'll dust off his turntables and treat us all to a wrap. If I'm MC Arnie, are you MC Scat Cat? Uh, no, I am not. And I should punch you in the balls for that. <laughs> 
And just in case you're wondering where Claremont is, it's really close to Orlando. It's actually not far from where the convention will be, and it's about a 30-minute drive with traffic to get there. But I'm sure we can arrange a carpooling, or if you're going, post on the forums, and I bet you guys can save gas that way. It's for a great cause, and the night before the con, there's not going to be much going on. I know so many people are going in the night before the con, so head over to Heroes Landing. It's a great comic book store in the area. We're honored that they contacted us and asked us to be a And so it's going to be something fun to do the night before the con. There's also been a number of official Star Wars Celebration 5 announcements, including you can tell your Star Wars story. Now, they were doing this at Comic-Con last year, and Marjorie and I went in and told they the story. made fun of me for liking Jar Jar. They did make fun of you. Yeah, they Jar did. Jar. But the guy thought my nails were, like, super cool because I had clone troopers on my fingernails, so that made up for it. All I really remember is it was freaking oh. hot because it was this tiny, tiny booth, and they had studio lighting. And I don't know if you've ever been in front of studio lighting, but they're warm. It was sweltering. It was sultry. You actually reserve your time to do that. I guess they figure a lot of people are going to be interested. Marjorie, did you reserve time so we could tell another Star Wars story? I did. Who does? I looked bad last year because it was so hot and I have like, I look completely different now. So I want to do it again. I understand. Okay. Vanity is vanity. Hey, you know, I got all new hair. And I've got more than one story to tell. Oh, you always do. Who knows what they're doing with these, though? I wonder if maybe George Lucas gets bored and needs an ego boost sometimes, so he just hits play and there's constantly Star Wars stories going on. Perhaps. Yeah, I think George Lucas is sitting around eating pizza watching us. I like to think. Maybe his kids are using it for an art project or something. One of his daughters is like an ultimate fighting championship. Maybe she uses it to train, like to get really angry. She watches all of us talk about Star Wars and she's like punching one of those tie bow things. I really hate Star Wars. (laughs) And hearing us talk about how much we like it and she kicks it in the face, something like that. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be awesome. Now, what I'm really excited about, Yub Yub's coming back to celebration. I know, Frank DiOrio. First of all, he's so incredibly, utterly talented that the man just, oh my God, totally blows me away. We had him on the show for Celebration 4, where he made a huge Endor village because 30th anniversary of Star Wars, of course, you're going to make Endor. Mm -hmm. So for the 30th anniversary of Empire, he's, of course, making Hoth. Well, that one makes sense. Not Coruscant. No, not Coruscant. The Endor Village was cool, though. It was. Oh, boy. Let me tell you right now, if they do for Hoth what they did for Endor and break it down so you can take pieces home, get there early. Oh, my gosh. I was assaulted by some lady. She, like, smacked me because I I was grabbing a figure. I Not grabbing. I was actually my hand out. They were handing them out, and I had my hand. And she pushed me out of the way to grab one. She grabbed, like, five. Yeah. We each got our one figure. And they probably went to a garage sale. I got a green Ewok that I named Hulk. Mm-hmm. He's very cute. Although he's lost an ear since, so perhaps I should rename him Hulk Van Gogh. It was the Chihuahuas. They do not like Ewoks. Actually, no. The Frank made figures for people to paint, and he molded them off of Ewoks, but they were made of a different material, and they were far more fragile. Mm-hmm. So it didn't survive the trip home from L.A. But, hey, if we're lucky enough to get a Wampa or something this time around, we'll just put it in the passenger seats on the drive home, and Marjorie can sit in back. Yeah, why not? I've been relegated to the back seat before. I think our first year at Comic-Con that 
I got stuck in the back seat of the Mustang convertible with boxes and bags, and all you can see is my head out of the convertible. It happens quite a bit to me. I kept waiting for you to tell me if fall was going to come early that year by seeing your own shadow. <laughs> What's interesting are some of the announcements of things that aren't going to be at Celebration. Yeah, that's kind of weird. We got a big announcement that Sideshow is not going to be there. But now if you think about logistics, they have a pretty big booth, and they have many, 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 many licenses. If you were going to pick between Comic-Con and celebration, I think you'd hit Comic-Con. It's financially responsible to hit Comic-Con. Well, they're located much closer to yes. Comic-Con. You say they have a big booth. I wouldn't think they'd have to bring the whole booth. They don't need to bring the Predator maquette or Predator life-size bust or the life-size Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. No, but that would be cool. To celebration, they could just bring the Star Wars stuff and have a smaller booth and have an exclusive or something. But what they said on their website was they're going to have an online celebration celebration of celebration which may include new product reveals and more details are to come but honestly when you look at collecting who are the major players in collecting hasbro is perhaps number one and then you've got gentle giant sideshow Mm -hmm. lego fx fx collectibles and then you have your assorted little smaller ones like cardamundi things like that Kubrick's not going to be there. No, but I'm just saying, I'm thinking of the sort of small ones, Metacom, the ones who have the licenses, Mimoco, Funko. Yeah. But Sideshow is one of the biggest ones, especially among collectors on our forums. And when we send out our newsletters, Sideshow is always one of the most popular items. So to not have Sideshow at Celebration, it's kind of a bit of a blow. I mean, if Sideshow wasn't at Celebration 3... I wouldn't be buying Sideshow stuff. It was Celebration 3 that made me fall in love with that Grievous, which was the first Sideshow mm-hmm. item I ever paid for. And not having a Sideshow exclusive item for the con, I've read on our forums a little bit of discontent with Celebration 5 exclusives. Now, I don't understand why people aren't jumping up and down about a Boba Fett on a jet ski t-shirt. Oh, wait. Yes, I do understand why they're not... I- problem with that t-shirt just one well i have lots of problems with some things but my biggest problem with that shirt is one it's light blue and i don't look good in light blue my second problem with it is orlando's landlocked (laughs) why is boba fett on a jet ski that doesn't make any sense now if i was in miami i could get it but orlando no ocean they have a big lake i guess he's jet skiing on the lake but i don't equate orlando with ocean and water activities i equate orlando with disney and lots of people but not a jet ski well let's just hope he went to the ocean side and not the gulf side as there's no big tar globs on his jet ski he might have been over there too who knows we don't know what boba fett eats But really, so far, the Gentle Giant exclusive that's been announced is the Han Solo maquette, which I already pre-ordered from AFX because I don't want to carry it home. And it's a shared exclusive, isn't it? Yeah, it's Comic-Con and Celebration and AFX.com and 200 more TBD. Mm -hmm. The Hasbro figures that have been announced, the JediCon 2-pack, you can still get some at Brian's Toys. Sure, it's going to have a slightly different logo on the box. But it's the same figures you're going to get. It's a cool concept, but I think people are a little underwhelmed. And then the Cami and Fixer two pack of figures, which, you know, with the tightening of Hasbro's EU Star Wars releases, it's just an item that was already in production and needed a home and now it found a home. 
Yeah, I just... It's the first celebration we've gone to that does not have an individually carded three and three quarter Mm -hmm. inch exclusive. Yeah. We had George the Cool, we had the Talking Vader, and then we had the Macquarie R2 and 3PO. Now, I know there's going to be a ton more merchandise in the Star Wars Celebration store, and the vast majority of it is going to be exclusive. That said, I I just don't see a lot of collectors getting, yes, I'm going to get that water bottle and that throw. Yeah, a onesie. <laughs> Apparently, there's going to be some kind of Wampa plush from a company called Swag Dog. Also, Sansweet was talking that up. It's got the removable arm. We saw it online. It oh, goes yeah, well we with did. the Tauntaun. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm just there's four aces from Cardamundi. But maybe this is good because we're going to save lots of money. Who knows what's going to happen in the next few months? Too. We've only got 46 days. Which by now, people, if you are listening to my rules of conventions, you need to have your new shoes bought. And start breaking them in. Because you don't want to go with new shoes, and you certainly don't want to go with old shoes that you're going to throw away and you're done. Your feet will love you. I've started to think of shoes like tires, and you put about 30,000 miles on them at a single con. (laughs) So you need to make sure your shoes are about 25% old at the oldest, but at least 5% old to make them broken in. But by the end of a convention, it's like my shoes have popped a flat and Mm -hmm. they're just completely uncomfortable and useless. Yeah, and don't underestimate the walking. I'm not trying to scare anybody away, but just you are going to walk. Nothing is close in these large convention centers. And sometimes you're sprinting to make it from one end to the other. Walking's not the problem. Really, it isn't. It is standing on the cement and convention centers have no incentive to make soft floors. I I will say that Celebration 4 was much better. I'd say it was about the same. It was a hard floor. The store was much quicker to get through. There was no eight hours in the store like in two and three. True. And I didn't do a whole bunch of standing at Celebration 4 because it had such a big layout. They were able to cycle people in and out quickly of a lot of these different rooms. The longest thing I remember standing in line for was the opening ceremonies, in which, by the way, when you're making your schedules and the schedule is out, you must go to opening ceremonies. Jay Lagaya is going to be there again. He's wonderful. But go to the opening ceremonies. You won't regret it. But don't forget the main event is going to have a line. True. And every single day is the big line to get in. Now, most people just plop their butts down on the cement for it. And we've discussed taking a folding chair. You want your chair on a stick. Well, a chair on a stick. Arnie on a stick. (laughs) Chair on a stick is better because here's the problem. If you're sitting outside for three or four hours before the doors open, what are you going to do with that chair once the doors open? Are you just going to dispose of it every day and just leave it there? No, you're going to run it to your car or run it back to your hotel room real quick and get a line, buddy. Or just sit on the ground. I say sit on the ground. Now, the other thing that's not going to be at Celebration, which is going to be our First celebration ever without one of these, a fan club breakfast. I know. And we've been going to the fan club breakfast since like 02. And at Celebration 2, we went to our first one and we became so enamored with the fan club breakfast that we would go to cons we wouldn't normally go to. Just to go to the fan club breakfast. We'd sometimes go to the con and just leave an hour after the fan club breakfast. We did that at Wizard World. We did that at Gen Con. They had fan club breakfasts all over the place in the past. Mm -hmm. And now they're not having one at Celebration, and there hasn't been one announced at Comic-Con, making me wonder if there's going to be one at Comic-Con. Yeah, that was always our Friday tradition. We'd go get up incredibly early, crazy early, and have like two hours of sleep because, sorry, Comic-Con's not about sleep. 
and run down to the Marriott down by the convention center. And stand outside waiting for the fan club breakfast to open while drinking our Starbucks that we got at the Starbucks Marriott. Yeah. And stand there and kind of stare at the 501st people as they stare at us. And we look really haggard and tired. And then we go in and have some overcooked eggs. I wouldn't actually eat any of the food except maybe the strawberry that's on the plate. You don't go for the food. Let's face it. It's a hotel breakfast. You don't go for that. You go because, one, you get to meet other Star Wars fans. They usually have some special guests. You get the free exclusive figure with every paid admission. And at the end of the fan club breakfast, it used to be you get this big bag of stuff they cleaned up in their closets at Lucasfilm. Animation cells. We got a badge set, a complete badge set from Celebration 3 in the nice wooden box. Mm -hmm. And we once got a Celebration 2 set, too, in the Mm -hmm. metal. I mean, you used to get some clean out the closet stuff. We even did as much as two years ago. That's when we got our Celebration 3 badge set. Now, we've talked to Steve Sansweet about this. We understand that there were reasons that they had to farm out the fan club Mm -hmm. breakfast to a third-party company. Yeah, it had to do with what states they could legally sell things in do business in and all of that. But as soon as they started farming it out, the prices jumped so high. When we first started going, it was like $35 or $40 per person. And that was so worth it when you got to meet some people. You usually got an autograph. You got a figure. Oftentimes, you'd get into the convention early, too. Mm -hmm. That happened at Celebration Mm -hmm. 3. And 4, they they took them in a special door. Once the price started getting up around $70... Far less worth it. I mean, I understand that if you start parsing it out, you get an autograph from James Arnold Taylor, and that will cost you $20 on the convention floor. Great if you want that autograph from James Arnold Taylor. If you don't, I ended up giving mine as a spare to somebody at my table. I mean, I like James Arnold Taylor, but I just I don't collect Clone Wars autographs. Then that's not a bargain. And you get a shirt, and shirts normally cost $20 or so. Okay, But you have to like the shirt. Like at our party, you may not like the shirt. I think everybody's going to like our shirt. I think Kevin Graham did a great thing. I think, what was it? Was it bacon TIE fighters? Yeah, with eggs. And honestly, that shirt is still folded up and we've not worn them. Or Vader in a chef's hat. Yeah. These are some terrible art designs. And so if you want the shirt, that's a great $20. Now, sure, you also get a chance to win some great prizes. We won a vintage C-3PO cookie jar. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. I mean, Mary Franklin pulls out some rare things from the archives or some things that And we won two copies of Cinema by the Bay by George Lucas at the same breakfast. No, that was a separate breakfast. It was the year before we got the Cinema by the Bays. The next year we got the- But we both got them at the same time. Yes, yes. And it's great to hear Daryl speak from Hasbro and hear Steve speak and Mary Franklin speak and kind of get the state of Star Wars address in a small venue. But I noticed they hadn't been sold out the past few times because I think Mm -mm. the tickets were getting too expensive. It was really pricing people out because $70 is a lot of money for... An event like that. I mean, if you think we're putting on our party and yes, there's going to be food, we're having a cash bar. You didn't get many drinks. Basically, you got coffee and water at the $70 breakfasts. Mm -hmm. But it's the room rental. And I understand the room rental food and everything. But I I don't know where the money. It just seemed like a lot of money. I mean, yeah, we kept it down to $37 a person. And and we're not profiting off that. No, not at all. We're doing it at cost. Now, we understand once you farm it out to a third party company, they want to make their profit. Mm -hmm. And that's why. It was $70. And they kept saying, well, we're keeping prices low because we're being subsidized by this company and this company and this company. And you're still charging us 70 bucks? Mm-hmm. 
It, it was not worth it. And I got to be honest. That being said, we still went, but. We went at least once. We did not go to both fan club breakfasts at C4. Mm-mm. We went to one of them. And we had staff members go to the other one. So Star Wars Action News could cover it. But I have to say, when Marjorie sent me a text message saying there's not going to be a fan club breakfast at C5, my first thought was, well, there's 70 bucks I'm saving. And my second thought was, but. It's a tradition and it's a fun thing. And then my third thought was, well, yeah, there's no fan club anymore. Mm -hmm. The hyperspace fan club's gone away. The Star Wars official fan club, which has been on the back of every item I've bought and inside every insider I've bought since 1995 when I started collecting again. It was back on my micro machine ships for crying out loud. It's gone there. It is no more. Mm-hmm. This is the end, beautiful friend. And that is a sad thing. So it wouldn't be a fan club breakfast. It would just be a Star Wars fan breakfast. And instead of being limited to fan club members and plus people who want to spend $70, it would just be people who want to spend $70. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of people who are just looking apart with their money. It just, it would become less exclusive, I think, because right now this is a great chance for any fan club member to walk up and say what they think to Daryl DePriest. Hopefully it's polite. Mm-hmm. And say what they think to Mary Franklin and Steve Sansweet. And that is an opportunity gone. And sure, it's a premium cost, but it's a premium cost for what's basically an equivalent to a front row seat Mm -hmm. for a private event. And we're not going to have that. And that's it's saddening me because it's one less thing for the fans, especially at Comic-Con. I mean, we had two traditions at Comic-Con and they were both on the same day. There was the fan club breakfast and then there was the lost panel. Yeah. And And they're both both gone. gone. Yeah. Oh, Arnie, are you okay? I'm fine. It's just... It was a bummer. It is a bummer. I mean, they used to have them everywhere. They'd have them at Wizard World and Gen Con. Uh Those were some of the fun ones when Paizo ran it. Oh, absolutely. Those were a blast because they had like Jeremy Bullock in there signing the 200th Boba Fett or 300th, whatever it was. The Silver Boba Fett. The Silver Boba Fett. And they were just so polite and it was so much fun. And I, I really, those are a great time. I miss those. I hope they bring back the fan club, though. Is it maybe going to be brought back bigger and better? Well, the problem was it used to be the fan club got you the insider. And then they split it so the fan club got you exclusive online accesses. They tried to do what we all try to do and fail, and that's monetize internet content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so since I guess not enough people were subscribing to hyperspace because let's face it, that Star Wars shop discount didn't really amount to much ever on things you'd really want. No, it didn't, did it? Now they're just having the magazine subscription. I personally would have liked to have seen them tie it all back in together again, where you subscribe to the magazine and you're in the club and get something for it. But all things must come to an end. And it just makes me wonder with the only non-book, non-comic Star Wars content being produced is an animated show aimed squarely at young teens or late tweens. And mom and dad aren't going to want to spend $300 for family to have the breakfast. Yeah, it's it's a rough go. Still, I think what this means is uh, celebration is going to be fun. Celebrations are always fun. But it seems at the moment that we're only a month and a half or so out. At least they're not nickel and diming us like they did at C4 with two fan club breakfasts and the Carrie Fisher thing. We bought the tickets to the Disney on Saturday night and we haven't heard of anything else going on on Saturday night to compete with it. Mm Mm-mm. I think this means there's going to be more time to hang out with friends and maybe see a little bit of Orlando. Well, we're going to the Star Tours thing. Other than Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saturday night, it's all about Star Tours and Space Mountain. 
It's going to be so much fun. I haven't been to Disney. What, we haven't been in seven years. Yeah, eight. And it was like 110 degrees in the shade when we went. And it will be again. Yes. But we're going in the evening and that'll be more fun. And there's going to be Star Wars fireworks. Everybody can wear their swan yak face t-shirt from the party so you can identify people. Wear your badge with your name. It's it- going to be so much fun, I think. Because you're going to go with potentially thousands of friends. Well, with that celebration action news segment now done, <laughs> why don't we get to a store report? Marjorie went to Target and said she felt like old Mother Hubbard. I did. There were no three and three quarter action figures at all. And we were actually at another Target on the same day. And where the Star Wars action figures should have been, they were replaced by the Prince of Persia action figures, which are actually on clearance at Toys R Us already. So I'm really confused. Are they just clearing them out and getting ready? Because that's over a month away, the official release date of the new line. However, they usually hit the store early, but apparently these have strict dates. Yes, our own forum member, G.S. Holler, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, or G. Schaller, got some legacy collection figures and Clone Wars figures, plus a cloud car and snow speeder. We're going to have a link to where he posted this in the forums. It's very cool. But he saw very specifically, it says, not to be put out until the week of August 6th. Now, folks, here's what I'm going to tell you. You got to save your nickels and dimes right now because the week of August 6th. It's only six days away from the start of the celebration. Yes. Those figures will be there. Save your money for C5. If you can't wait, ToysRUs.com and HasbroToyShop.com both have legacy figures and some new Clone Wars figures up. You can buy them there. I passed because, well, first of all, I'm in the Brian's Toys One of Every Figure Club, so I'm going to be getting some nice minty figures. Man, that's a relief. I don't have to sit there and be like, oh, this one's got to bend. And I, I probably look like a nut in the toy aisle, holding him up eye level and looking at him in all different ways to see if there's any bends or creases. And I'm sure people think I'm just absolutely insane. But also, Toys R Us was charging $10 each for the legacy figures. Now, they are having in their stores and online a buy one, get one half off for just about all their Star Wars figures. This includes the bobbleheads, the more expensive mini rig type figures. But online with the new legacy figures, you'd only be able to place one get half off per order. So that means you'd have to pay an outrageous amount of shipping to get the figures there. At HasbroToyShop.com, if you haven't used this code yet, you can use SW2010 to get 10% off, which might help offset either sales tax or shipping. But these are the first wave of figures. I completely get your excitement, folks. I'm with you. I'm excited too. But we're going to drown in these things all Christmas. We're going to be like, oh God, Hawthorne again. Oh God, Zuckus again. First day of issue Yarna, folks. First day of issue Yarna. (laughs) We're going to see these figures. Yeah. You will learn, Patience. Our Walmart Both and Spy also reported in about the new big ADAT coming out. We have a skew for it, folks. That skew is six, five, three, five, six, nine, five, zero, one, nine, one. So that's what you can enter and find out if your Walmart is getting them. Now, Walmart is going to be pricing these at ninety nine ninety seven, and his store is going to be getting 10 in. 
Now, if we go back and look at the history of the Falcon, though, you'll be fine. Yeah. The Falcon was actually a little bit more. We got to compare this more along the lines of the ATTE or the clone turbo tank. I'm kind of waiting to see if Target around September-ish has a one-third off sale online or something again that really helped me out with the clone turbo tank. You know where I'm buying this is I'm going to go to Toys R Us and pay the 120 and get the vintage package at at mm-hmm. and just hopefully have some cotton balls nearby to staunch the bleeding but for the regular ad at in the regular package yeah you're gonna find a discount we've always found a discount the attee 50 bucks the clone turbo tank 60 bucks the millennium falcon the bmf wasn't that down to 30 dollars some places yes it was not anywhere we saw but so again if you want to really take the long view have a little patience you'll save a lot of money now in our target we have none of these that we've been hearing about on the forums the art box real magnet collection they're up by the trading cards kind of near like the pretzel stand and the pizza hut and the starbucks and the super targets and but we went to decatur this past weekend and they had these magnets they also had them all around st louis when we went to get our new iphones and <laughs> we're nuts there was a line we heard so we went and got in it These are some pretty cool magnets. It says collect all 24. Here's the kicker. They are blind packaged. Yep. And they're $4 for each magnet. Now, I looked at this. I decided I was going to pass because at $4 each, 24 magnets, that means if I don't buy any duplicates, I'm spending $100 for a magnet collection. I think they look nice. I don't think they look that nice. But if you are into buying these since they are blind packaged, our own Darth Bounty started a thread in our forums for people to trade their spares. So you can go to hmm. the forums, find others who are collecting the art box real magnets, and say you have two Admiral Akbars and need a Leia as Boosh. Well, maybe somebody there can help you out. We didn't have any. The boxes are empty at ours. They really were. I was shocked. We, we saw one at the Decatur one. They had a few left, nowhere near 24. They had like five left. And I was tempted to get some. I just decided not to because it's a dark, dark path. I think I'd rather just go to eBay and see if I could get a full set for maybe 110 or 120 versus going down the blind boxed route. The other thing that Target had was some Star Wars minis half off or more. They had a starter set that was like 70% off. They had different booster packs at 50 and 60% off. With Wizards of the Coast suspending the license, they are clearancing this thing out. I was talking to Scott from Tulsa the other day, and he and I are both like having an OCD fit. Must not buy all the minis. Must not buy all the minis. Yeah, let's not. Because we just had this urge to just buy all the minis. No, we're not going to play that game. I like playing minis. Hmm. In some online news this week, Sandtroopers.com has another scoop. Last week, they had the hands-on video of the Jabba the Hutt. Now they have photos and descriptions of a new Ultimate Battle Pack coming in the fall. Mm. And it's called The Rise of Boba Fett. It's got a brand new Slave One that's over 18 inches long. Wow. And it comes with a Mace Windu Jedi Starfighter. And if that's not enough, it has... Five figures, a Baby Boba Clone Wars style, a Bosk Clone Wars style, and Anakin and Mace Windu in Clone Wars style, and Mace's astromech droid, R8B7. So two vehicles, five figures, Toys R Us exclusive. What do you guess the price to be, Marjorie? I'm guessing about 100 bucks. Yeah, 18 inches, yeah. People on the forums are hoping for 79.99. Mm. 
$99.99 is my guess. If it was at Target, it would be $79.99. Brand new Slave 1. Now, this is a Clone Wars painted Slave 1. I know that Bounty, who's big into our vintage collecting, is like, well, you give me an original trilogy paint job on that, I'm all over it. <laughs> and that can't be too far down the pike, maybe a year or two at most. They love to reuse molds. It's funny to me how Hasbro every year, they do their big retool. This year was the AT-AT. Last year, we had the big ship of the turbo tank. But then they also do these little things like here's a brand new Slave 1 or a brand new ATST. So that's really kind of cool that they're doing that. Great for Clone Wars collectors. I'm looking forward to it. I'm exceptionally happy that there's no troop builders in this pack. Oh, wait, you don't have a rule of three. Yeah, but I'm, if they had a special clone that I really liked, I would have wanted more. It's not a rule. It's more of a guideline. Mm-hmm. So check out all those images at sandtroopers.com. Then come to the Star Wars Action News Forums and join in our conversation about it. The DC Star Wars Collecting Society 2010 charity pin this year is Luke on Tauntaun with the Washington Monument in the back. There's only going to be 1,000 of these made. They are $10 each. The proceeds are going to benefit Believe in Tomorrow Children's Foundation, and it's a hospital housing provider for the John Hopkins Children's Center in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, the pin is kind of cool. It's a cloisonne, which is the kind of shiny colors, kind of a color block. It's not like a printed pin. It's kind of cool with Luke on Tauntaun with a Washington Monument in the back. But it is limited, so you need to get out there and get it. It is for a good cause also. In other online news, the next Super 7 Star Wars item has been announced. Remember, they made the Machindo Stormtrooper. Now they're going to be making a Boba Fett. So that's going to be really cool and kind of super deformed. Hopefully it has another firing rocket fist. I am really looking forward to heading out to Comic-Con and seeing some of those in person. In some other online news, and I mean that very literally with online news, it was announced at StarWars.com that you can now subscribe to the Star Wars Insider digitally. Now, Marjorie and I are a little bit of a gadget freaks. We have our iPads. We love reading magazines mm-hmm. and comic books and things on our iPads. It's so much easier than hauling around paper. Well, they say that now fans of the world's biggest sci-fi saga can access the magazine on the PC, Mac, or iPad for the very first time, which means it's not Flash because we know Apple doesn't do Flash. Mm -mm. The magazine is still going to be available in bookstores, but this is an alternative to the print edition, and they say it's a high-quality digital reading experience. Now, I've read the sample online, and if you've ever gone to the Marvel comic site where you can read the comics there online, it's a very similar experience, or even similar to browsing the Sunday ads online where you flip the pages and then zoom in on the section you want. Now, here's what gets me, though. If you want to do a digital subscription, because it's not free, of course, a digital subscription is going to be $36.34 US or in the United Kingdom, 24.77 pounds. I don't know if you guys have cents or what you have over there. I know you have pounds. You have ounces. Is it 24 pounds and 77 ounces? It's not. From what I can tell with their demo, you don't get to download and keep the insider. So you read it online. They'll probably have the backlogs, but will they be there forever? When you stop your subscription, do you stop having access to them? I think so. The other thing is, 
you know, they're saving a lot of money because they're not having to print anything. They're not having to ship anything. So all you printers and shippers who are afraid your job's going to be replaced by a computer, you were right. But a paper subscription to the Star Wars Insider is $34.95 for eight issues. So you can get it in print and have it forever for $35. Or you can read it online and have nothing to hold in your hand for $36. You know, I subscribed to our local newspaper, but only on the weekends. Did you know that when it came time for my renewal, that it was cheaper for me to get it for the entire week than just for the weekend? They're giving me more paper for less money. I think the print industry's got some stuff going on that needs to... I think we're going to see big changes in the next few years as iPads and things of the like really start to take hold. I knew that this was going to be bad when the StarWars.com article said, you save 30% off the newsstand price. Well, okay, that's the newsstand price, but how much do you save off the paper version? Oh, wait, you're charging me more. Really, folks? Wow. Just wow. And a couple other things. I mean, we have iPads. They are great for reading. Mm -hmm. But I've tried reading comic books and magazines and things on my workstation. It's not a great experience. I don't like to sit and read on my computer screen for long periods at a time. The great thing about a magazine is you take it places. I don't think you're going to want to read your Star Wars Insider on your smartphone because that's a really tiny screen. Yeah. An iPad is ideal and they've sold three million, but that's three million out of how many Star Wars fans? I mean, you're looking at a very small crossover population there. And I don't know if this was in addition to the print version or if this was they would give me a file, like a PDF or something that I could have forever. Maybe. Of course, because you have to keep it forever. I do. Yes, I know. They're keeping my money forever. They're not borrowing my money and giving it back at the end of the magazine. Yeah, I do think you should get something that you can keep. Thank you. So that's, in my opinion, a total rip. And I refuse to support it. My fear is they'll take away the print magazine, though, because they just make more money this way. Mm -hmm. Pure profit. Oh, yeah, because you don't really have to you don't have to pay for production or shipping or right. Any of that. Of course, you also don't get the newsstand impulse buyers. No, you don't. But as long as they have a subscription via mail, I will be subscribing. And then if they stop that and I have to go to Barnes and Noble once a month, oh, shucks, an excuse to buy a coffee. Darn. But they are not getting my money for the digital edition. If you follow us on Twitter, you saw that we were tweeting about the Her Universe shop officially opening earlier this week. They have an initial run of about six shirts. And actually, we've seen them all pretty much in different photos as they've been promoting this. You have your basic Star Wars shirt. It's a burnout shirt, so it's a little different. You've got the Plo Koon and Ahsoka image. There's a Padme shirt. And that art is familiar, but I can't remember where that art's from. Do you know where that art's from at all, Ernie? I think it's original to this shirt, but it's very similar to an art print we've seen. Yeah, I see it every year at Comic-Con. Right. I think there was an exclusive art print done by one of the artists. I can't remember which one. It would be done by an artist. But it's very similar. But this one has X-Wing Luke on it, which I know the Padme I saw didn't. This is the whole Skywalker family, even though Padme is the center of it. You see little Annie and... And they're friends. Well, it says Skywalker at the bottom and they've got the Larses. Uh It's very muddled. Muddled. There's also the Luke Sweaty from Dagobah. There's a really neat one from Katie Cook that is Leia and Vader, and it says Daddy's Little Girl, which I find kind of, I don't know, I find that kind of weird like that. But it's a cool print, but I don't like the Daddy's Little Girl on it. And really, that one should have been made in little kid sizes, maybe. Perhaps. 
There's an Ahsoka chibi, which is... I'm not really a big fan of Ahsoka. There's an Empire Strikes Back thermal hoodie, but it's not a zip-up hoodie. It's just like a pullover hoodie, which is kind of cool. And an ESB long sleeve shirt. These shirts are kind of pricey, folks. I'm not going to lie. The cheapest ones are $30, which is kind of high for a t-shirt. But these are fashion t-shirts, so not like your regular style and online t-shirts. And a lot of people have complained about the price, and they've been justifying it on their blog. And a lot of people have been complaining that they're not made for girls of all sizes like they initially said. They go up to a 2X, and it's a small 2X. I'm going to buy some, though. I'm definitely buying the Star Wars Burnout shirt. But I'm not wearing it to a convention because I think every other girl in the world is going to be wearing one of these shirts. Probably. Yeah. They also have a misquote on their product description. What do they have? Luke, I am your father? Yes, they do. <laughs> on the daddy's little girl phrase. Maybe they're quoting Tommy Boy. Yeah. Mm. Over at Brian's Toys, you can place your order now for Hasbro's new removable blade FX lightsabers. We've seen those. They are very cool. It's so nice that you get a hilt with the blade now and you can remove them. You can get Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, or Anakin Skywalker. And they have discontinued making the affixed blade ones. So if you want a Luke Return of the Jedi or a Mace Windu, you need to place your order over at Brian's Toys now while they still have them in stock because once they're gone, they're gone. And remember when checking out from Brian's Toys, please be sure to mention that you heard about them from Star Wars Action News. Gentle Giant put up for Premier Guild members the exclusive Greedo statue. It's going to set you back about $160. Now, Arnie Greedo is one of your favorite characters. I am so torn on this. It's a good price. $160 is not bad for a Gentle Giant statue. and That's about in line. And they say it's a perfect companion piece for the Blue Snaggletooth statue, which I, I did of pass Of course on. it is a perfect companion. Here's my problem with this is it's Greedo at the Cantina Bar. He's kind of leaning back on the bar. He looks a little too happy. I mean, this is Greedo on the hunt. Greedo's supposed to be going after Han. He's going to be dead soon. He's just kind of chilling with a gin and juice. With his mind on his money and his money on his mind. Uh-huh. There was also another Gentle Giant product that came out this week, and it's over at Star Wars Shop. It's the Shea Vizsla Knights of the Old Republic maquette. This one caught me totally off guard. No clue this was coming. I don't know how I feel about it. It's from the upcoming Knights of the Old Republic Mperg game. And I look at it and it just doesn't look like Star Wars to me. It looks a little anime and like it's from Halo. It does look a lot like Halo. You're right. I mean, when we are at the Toys R Us miscellaneous toy aisle where they have like the Freddy Krueger and the Halo and the Resident Evil figures, that's where this looks like this should be is with them. She's got those weird blank blow up doll anime eyes and the fiery red anime hair. And she's wearing this armor that doesn't look like any kind of armor I've seen before. It makes her look shapely again, anime, but Man, we've talked before about people coming down and seeing your Star Wars collection and wondering what Darth Talon is or wondering what some of these other things are. But this is the least looking Star Wars item ever. Really, they're going to look at that and be like, that from Diablo? It looks like Halo or Resident Evil. It looks like any video game. And it's a maquette because it's not realistic. And it's seven inches tall, $80, which is the standard price for the maquette. But man, I just can't see it. I just have, I have no desire to put this in my collection. It doesn't look like Star Wars. Not at all. The helmet is somewhat reminiscent, if I squint, of a Republic Commando helmet. But 
the problem is I haven't played the game. Is she a major player in the game? Am I going to come out of that game and all I can talk about is Shea Vizsla? Maybe. And then maybe I'll kick myself if this has gone up in price like the Snow Bunny Padme maquette. But right now I just look at this and I... It doesn't look like Star Wars at all to me. Mm-mm. Not in the least bit. It doesn't. It's a Star Wars shop exclusive, which makes me think perhaps I should buy, but they didn't announce the edition size from what I can tell. And it's not like we've never seen Star Wars shop exclusives go down in price as time Never. And speaking of Star Wars shop exclusives that never go on clearance, the Clone Captain helmet, of which they only made 400 is still in stock at only $300. Oh, no. You can add to cart now. <laughs> so I think I'm going to hold off on Shea Vizsla. And I really want to know, maybe someone can tell me, I imagine Nathan will tell me, is Shea Vizsla like the great, 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 great grand aunt of pre-Vizsla? Maybe. Still over at Star Wars shop, the fourth print in the Empire Strikes Back 30th Anniversary Collection is up it's by cat stags cat if you're listening i'm so sorry i made a typo for my iphone and called you cat skags i'm sorry (laughs) if i could edit the post i would she didn't say anything but she gave the little like button on facebook and instantly made me feel bad (laughs) because i misspelled her name (laughs) but it is a really cool print it's something i never really thought of and i really like the concept of it It's the Emperor side of the conversation that he and Vader have in Empire. Mm -hmm. And he's on Coruscant and he's holding just a little mini hand hologram thing. So that explains why his head was so freaking huge. It's FaceTime. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Star Wars version of FaceTime, which means he was on Wi-Fi. Yes. This went on sale on Thursday. As of this recording, there are still some available. It's kind of a far cry from these original 30th anniversary prints that went so quickly. Honestly, I I think what happened was people saw Nathan Hamill's print and went, I'm done because the Nathan Hamill print is still in stock. And I think people were like me, like, I'm going to buy these. I'm going to buy all of them. I'm going to buy every one of them. And then people like me didn't get the first one. And because of that, we really looked hard at the price point for what you're getting, which is 12 by 16. And that's why I didn't get Chris Trevis's, even though I thought it rocked. And then everybody saw Nathan Hamill's. (laughs) Where it looks like Luke's face is melting. He just opened the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) And that's what everybody is saying now is like, you know, Nathan Hamill's print isn't that bad, except for the Luke. The Yoda, the R2, the background, it's all fine. It is specifically Luke. What's wrong with your face? (laughs) They should have saved it for last because then you would have had people pass the point of no return on it. But Cats, I really like this one. It is a really cool visualization of the other side of that conversation. So you can get that at Star Wars Shop. And remember, if you go to buy this at Star Wars Shop, please use the link from the Star Wars Action News homepage. Now, if you have any money left, you're going to want to head over to Entertainment Earth because they have, are you guys ready, the R2, R9, R2, Q2, and R2, X2 bobbleheads available for pre-order. They are $13.99 each. Now, I have a hard time with the droid bobbleheads because they're R2 units and they really don't have heads. And there's no images available right now of these. So I'm really confused by this, but if bobbleheads are your thing, I guess you just buy these on blind faith that they're going to be good and bobbly. Or if R2 units are your thing, which R2-D2 you like, but you're not so big on, say, R2-X2, who was the 
dark armored chippy he hits on in the briefing room in A New Hope. You know, when the two R2s are together. Look, R2 has personality and that's about it. You said if you had any money left, it's possible you don't. This was a big week if you were buying from Sideshow. <laughs> Even though they aren't going to have a C5 exclusive, they did have a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. I am shocked because this week they hit you hard if you're a 12-inch collector. Yeah. Because they did the Clone Lieutenant, which is the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. They call it that, but really it's a misnomer because they have the attendee edition and the non-attendee edition, and they're the same. So it's not really exclusive. They're just releasing it at Comic-Con. But in between the attendee and the non-attendee ordering of the clone, they put out the Gamorrean Guard 12-inch. Now, personally, I looked at this and I'm thinking, it's a clone, it's armor, that's kind of cool. It's under $100, which is nice. But I really think the Gamorrean Guard's going to be the one that sells more. It's original trilogy. It's not a reuse of any previous body. And everybody loves the Gamorrean Guards. That's the thing. There's a few characters that have not necessarily a big fan base, but I think have places in people's hearts. And I think Gamorrean Guards are one of them. Just because they're kind of cute and lumbering. And they probably do have hearts of gold. I thought that it would sell out. I thought people might troop build it because... Ever since Sideshow started the 12-inch line, they've really been working on the Jabba Palace theme, including the really cool Jabba and the throne and all of it, Bib Fortuna. I figured you'd need multiple Gamorreans to go around your Jabba and your throne. But shockingly, the attendee edition of the clone is sold out, the non-attendee edition of the clone is waitlist, and the Gamorrean is still in stock as of this recording. I thought that And be flipped. Yeah, I thought the Gamorrean being a brand new body, totally new character, and the design on it, honestly, it looks to me like the pictures of a premium format figure. It appears to be the single best sculpt of a 12-inch figure they've done with the possible exception of Vader. I love that. I mean, I looked at the pictures of the Gamorrean and just expected it to drool at me. That is our show for this week. Thank you all for listening. I know we promised some product reviews. I'm actually sitting surrounded by bookends and poker chips, but there was just a lot of news this week, a there lot of was. collecting. For a while, we just really didn't have any collecting news, but we do now. Yeah, with all the different things going up for pre-order and all the celebration news. So we'll review these items next week. I've got a lot of things to say about them, so we'll definitely be reviewing them. Sounds a little like George Costanza. Before we go, I wanted to point out we're going to have a link on our homepage to a Gizmodo article about this kid. This is the coolest thing. A nine-year-old boy asked the Make-A-Wish Foundation for a top for his tree fort, like the Millennium Falcon that let in some sunlight. And this thing is a giant Millennium Falcon model. They had to transport it with like a forklift in one picture. They put a lot of work into it. It's just the most amazing thing I've seen. And it's great because it was done by the Make-A-Wish Foundation, always helping the sick kids Mm -hmm. and great cause. So check out the pictures of it at gizmodo.com. Just really, that it was a touching thing. And it's cool. And while at Gizmodo, don't read any of the stories about the broken iPhones 4s because they'll, they'll break your heart too. <laughs> don't forget the Celebration Star Wars Action News and Yak Face Party is nearly sold out. So you got to get on it if you want to come to our party. I really expect that by the time we record our next show, we'll be saying it's sold out. Yeah. 
And it's going to be a great time. So definitely, we'd love to have you there. And when we're sold out, we've sold twice as many tickets as we initially planned on selling. Mm -hmm. And so we're out of space. So get your tickets now or miss the best party of C5, I dare say. Also, don't forget, you can listen to me and Jerry and Jen and Dan and Nathan P. Butler talk droids over at Republic Forces Radio Network. We're getting a lot of positive feedback on that series in the forums. People loving to hear us go back and get in trouble again with these episodes. And what Jerry realized when we were recording is we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of this series. This September is the 25th anniversary of the droids launch. So celebrate the 25th anniversary with us at RepublicForces.com. We'll be back next week. Nathan P. Butler will continue his EU collecting series and we'll review these poker chips and bookends and bring you up to date on the latest celebration news and tell you our party is sold out, I bet. Until then, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is web programmers Jason and Joe, associate produced by Brock, reporters Jerry and Steve, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Berent. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2010, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. Ever since Sideshow started, they've been building up towards the return of the Jedi, Jedi...